Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's, there's nothing more relaxing than... Disco. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Hello. Hello. It's been chaos here this got, past week. Got a lot of visitors, haven't you? I've got a lot of visitors. So, got my mother and father-in-law, mm-hmm. and then a few days later, um, my brother-in-law and his wife have turned up yep. with my two nephews. So we have three children under the age of three in the house. Oh, is that really what it is? Wow. Yes, oh. it is. Oh. <laughs> um, hey, here's a little one. We went out for a meal last night, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, Sarah and I, and um, it was a really great meal, really lovely little restaurant, but they were quite slow at refilling the water glasses. Oh, I hate that. Because I think that puts you in a quandary. Mm. Because if you say, oh, excuse me, can we have some more water, please? You feel like what you're actually saying is, you're not doing your job very well. I know, I know. So, you're, you're neglecting us. So my yeah. tendency is just to sit there getting dehydrated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to appear rude. Um, what else I was going to tell you? We went to a city farm yesterday. Mm. You know, which was fun, but a bit underwhelming. Okay. I think there was like a sheep. Well. Two pigs. City plus farm, like, yeah. you know. You know like some expect. of them can be good. This this wasn't one of the better ones. Um, anyway, so I'm holding my son, Eugene, and I'm carrying him around and showing him the different things. And we go over to this, some some kind of stable, and it says donkeys on the outside. Right. Um, I say, oh, let's go and see the donkey. Let's see what's in here. And I'm speaking at a relatively loud volume as I'm carrying on. Let's see what's in here, Gene. Come on. Um, so we go in and there are no animals. There's just somebody with a spade shoveling hay. Oh, okay. So as we approach it, I'm saying, let's see what's in the stable. Oh, look, it's a guy shoveling hay. Right. I then take another look. Not a guy, it's a lady. Oh, no. So then I get myself in a oh, panic oh, no. that I've upset this lady. So I can see um, over over the other side of the yard, there's another lady and she's carrying a big bag. Oh, so I turn and go, no. and look, there's a guy carrying a big bag. Like, and that's then, what you did. Yeah, and then I see my wife and say, and who's that guy over there? Oh, oh it's your mum. Wave to your mum. No. Yeah. Like, just trying to give the impression that I call all women guys <laughs> so that her feelings aren't hurt. Oh, I can't believe you did that. That is pathetic, isn't it? Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Everything that you always wanted in a friend that was with you all the time. 
Please send us your story of social ineptitude. You can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. This first one is from Andrew. He starts with this. Shall I tell you about the only time I attempted to flirt? Yes, please. Yes, please. (laughs) I arrived at an office to produce an audio recording with one of the CEOs. The attractive woman behind the desk was taking a call, but recognising I had equipment in hand, stood and in one fluid motion pirouetted so her free hand could reach the button to buzz me through and pressed it. Impressed with this and keen to display my linguistic dexterity, I decided to say something akin to remarking on her balletic grace. But I don't say this. What I do say is ballet. (laughs) quite loudly and nothing else worse still it causes her to break away from her conversation what she says oh nothing i say (laughs) heading briskly for the door she returns to her call but now too much time has passed and the door has locked again (laughs) feeling unable to ask her to unlock the door again i put the equipment down head back to the van and drive away. Okay, I didn't actually (laughs) drive away. I just waited a suitable amount of time and found an essential piece of equipment I just realised I needed, perhaps hoping she might assume ballet was some technical term for said equipment. Oh, Andrew. So great. (laughs) Ballet. (laughs) This is also from another Andrew. Two years ago, I needed new glasses. Or more accurately, three years ago I needed new glasses, but put it off for a year to avoid the awkward eye test, in which I am convinced the optician is trying to trick me with the which is better, one or two test. They're the same, you're a liar, I expect to hear. It hasn't happened yet. But eventually I worked up the courage and went to my local Vision Express. I was served by a nice bearded man who arranged the appointment. A week later, the test went fine, and afterwards I was served by a lady in a hijab who explained the options. I decided to have new lenses fit my old frame, since I am resistant to all change. This meant giving my glasses to the lady, who told me they would be ready in one week. One week of squinting at work, pretending I knew who I was talking to later, and no news. (laughs) Another week goes by with no news, and I naturally assumed I had made a terrible mistake and the store might be angry at me. (laughs) Halfway through the third week, I decided I need to go in and apologise for whatever I had done to deserve this. I'm served by a lady, the manager of the store. After explaining that I'd sure like glasses I'd pay for if that's all right, she types things in the computer with a furrow brown. Probably insulting me on the company email, I think to myself. (laughs) Finally, she says, OK, Andrew, who served you when you handed in your glasses, could I ask? Uh, I'm really sorry, I can't remember their name. Just a description will do, she said, smiling. Why does she want this information? A new measurement of employee productivity i was confused and i also really didn't want to say she had a hijab i really can't remember i say really trying to pretend that i'm trying to remember the girl with the hijab (laughs) really think she said he had a beard oh yes (laughs) there's only one of those she said still smiling i smiled back not sure what was happening but glad the ordeal was over how wrong i was She went to the back of the store and brought back my glasses and apologised. It seems that my glasses were never fixed and instead the girl that served me had put them at the back of the store to be forgotten about. She said she would make sure they were fixed and get them to me tomorrow. I apologised for something (laughs) and left. I didn't realise the full gravity of what had happened until I left the shop. I had ratted out the nice man with a beard (laughs) for a crime he didn't commit because I didn't want to describe someone with the word hijab. He would be spoken to about it, deny it, and they would say I told him it was him. How could I possibly go there ever again? Of course I couldn't. It would be impossible. 
And so, Annabelle and Jeff, two years later, and Vision Express still have my glasses to this day. <laughs> I got my glasses at another shop, and every few months I get an SMS from Vision Express telling me to collect my glasses from that shop <laughs> and reminding me that I cannot function around other humans. Oh, that's so good. Um, more of those, please. Stories of if, if you hear that and think, well, me too, I can't <laughs> function around other humans. Tell us your story. Also, attempts at flirting gone awry. Oh, yes, please. Language failing you. Um, paranoia that somebody who has no reason to dislike you, <laughs> an organisation or a person, Mm-mm. have got it in for you. This kind of stuff, please. Love to hear from you. Email hello at adriftpodcast.com. Until we're all caught out pretending we know what we're doing, which we don't, obviously. Mm, it's quite apparent. Adrift. So, Naughty Porty. Yes. You have prepared a story. Yes, I have. What's it about this week? So, you know, I listed some of the things that I had no natural ability for a few weeks ago. Yes. But I missed two major ones out. Saying the word that is spelt S-P-E-C-I-F-I-C. Oh, yeah, specific. I'll give it a go. I've got a new way of doing it. Specific. Oh, I mean, it sounds very peculiar, but you yeah, are getting through it. But I'm doing it. I did a thing with Scroobius Pip the other day, who oh. has uh, a stammer. Hmm. And he was saying that one of his things that he struggles with is the name Dylan Moran. Oh, really? So he can get really stuck stammering on that. But somebody taught him a trick um, where if he taps his finger on his leg mm. as he says that, yeah. he can just get it out in one go. Shall I try it now? Give it a go with specific. It's just... <laughs> it doesn't work. No, it made okay. it worse, if anything. Yeah, it yeah. Did, did make it yeah. worse, yeah. And the other thing, driving. Now, Jeff, you've never seen me drive, have you? No, I don't believe I have, actually. No, but if you had to picture it, well, tell me what you're picturing. Old lady. Yeah. <laughs> Nose pressed to the windscreen. Yeah, there's um, there's a Jerry Seinfeld line about old people driving, which I think is um, sit low, drive slow. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. That's so me. Nose pressure to the windscreen. Hands clenched until they're white on the steering wheel. <laughs> completely unable to hold a conversation with anybody. Do you have the radio on? No. And I sometimes listen to a podcast to try and relax me. Does it work? It does help a bit because okay. I'm less stressed. Because mm. I'm very, very stressful. I'm doing it. Um, but nobody. I don't think I've ever given a lift to anyone because I don't think anybody would want a lift from me because it'd be too stressful for them. But I just, I, I've got no spatial awareness. I don't understand when I'm driving down the road how I'm supposed to know how close I am to the other cars. I just, I just, my spatial awareness is so terrible that yesterday my boyfriend watched me negotiating my way on foot in my own house through an open doorway whilst carrying the baby and the baby bouncer. And he said it was one of the most painful things he'd ever seen because <laughs> I was doing it so slowly, so, so slowly, clearly thinking I was going to hit the doorway when actually there was acres of space either side. <laughs> he said any adult human should be able to do this easily. Why can't you do it? Yeah. Luckily, I've not driven much. When I was 17 or 18, I was insured on my mum's car, but I used to drive too slowly to have an accident. And in fact, the only accident I ever had was in my parents' garage because I drove in and I somehow drove so closely to an old bookcase in there that I wedged the car into it and I couldn't move anymore without the bookcase coming with me. So I can't believe that my only ever car accident to date happened in my own garage and involved a bookcase. But I do drive a bit more now as me and my boyfriend bought an old car a few years ago. So I sometimes go to Sainsbury's in it, but I do go to the far outer reaches of the car parks. I need loads of space and no onlookers at all to be able to park the car, <laughs> which brings me to an incident that happened last week. So my next door neighbour, who's got a baby the same age as mine, was going to a baby gospel concert. Not baby singing gospel, unfortunately, but a gospel choir doing the songs for babies. Now, it was at a church in Forest Gate, which is 
not that easy to get to from our flats by public transport and it was raining so we decided to drive but we both had to take our cars because she was going on somewhere afterwards so we arrived at the church and it had a very small car park there was just room for a row of about six cars down one side of the church and I was not confident at all about parking there there was not enough room to remove it for my liking at all so what I did was I drove around all the surrounding streets because I prefer to walk for miles in the rain with a baby than tackle <laughs> some what I consider to be professional parking but in truth probably about 95% of the population the driving population would be pretty easy Unfortunately, all the surrounding streets was permit parking only. And I almost decided to take a risk of a very large fine. But I thought, <laughs> no, you, you can do this church parking, Annabelle. Oh, no. Sarah, your neighbour, she was totally unfazed by it. She just drove straight in. You can do it. Come on. So I drove back. By now, there's only one space right at the very far end, right by the church door. And it did seem a bit smaller than the others. But by now, other people were arriving. And I didn't want to be seen to be too scared of it and then have to reverse out of the car park because I'm also really scared of reversing. And there was no room at this point for me to turn around. So I drove in without any problems at all, which was a relief. And I comforted myself that the car next to my space, a woman there had parked and she was clearly also going to the concert. So I thought, what I'll do, I'll wait for her to leave first and then there'll be room for me to turn round. Fine. So concert was great. I loved it. Rudy didn't cry, so I think he loved it too. And at the end, I took my time getting ready for him to leave, putting his coat on and stuff to give that lady next to me time to go. And I told my neighbour not to wait for me. She was heading off. So eventually I went out. The lady next to me was doing some faffing in her car in the boot. So I got in my car and I was like sorting the sat-nav out, killing time. And then I looked up and her car was still there, but she was gone. Oh, she no. just left her car there. It's really not great at all, obviously. <laughs> but then I thought, well, I've driven in forwards. You know, how hard can it be yeah. to do the same thing, but backwards? Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so horrific and so impossible. I'm going out reversing and doing all these tiny movements to edge out, but I'm nearly hitting the wall and also this other lady's car. I'm there so long that I start feeling like, oh, this is it the rest of my life. It's just (laughs) me stuck here. It's so horrendous. The baby who never goes to sleep unless the car is in full motion has either gone to sleep or is pretending to be asleep because he is so embarrassed of me by my shuffling backwards and forwards. I was there so long, so painfully long. In the end, I had to accost somebody coming out of the church and say, I'm sorry, will you get my car out for me? I can't do it. It was so humiliating. Although she did have to say she did struggle with it. Right, right, right. And that was with me directing her. And also she crushed my she crushed my tyre against her jutting out a bit of the church, which cost me £80 to replace. No! Yeah. So I think I'm going to have to hang up my driving gloves now. I, can't, I actually can't believe that I ever passed my driving test. And I passed on my second go. Although my first test was so spectacularly bad that I'm surprised they let me have a second second go. Have I told you about the first no. test? <gasps> I haven't told you this. No. Oh my god! So this is my first test. I'm driving down a suburban road with the test person. Obviously, I see a milk float moving ahead of me. My thought process is: well, milk floats go really slowly. To show I'm a good driver, I need to overtake it. So I press down the accelerator and advance towards the milk float. And I get as far as parallel to it before I realise this is the fastest milk float in history. <laughs> and I've got the pedal right to the ground while I'm parallel to it and I cannot get any further. And now another car is coming in the opposite direction right towards me. So I just go as fast as I can and then swerve in front of the milk float and don't look back. And the test person did not say a single word. And I swear I heard up some bottles crashing. I swear. I swear I did. I do think, though, 
but I am getting slightly better at saying specific. <laughs> <laughs> so there is still hope for me yet. Time for Adrift with Annabelle Port and Jeff Lloyd. In whatever order makes sense to you, you are the one that is perceiving it. Thank you for downloading the podcast. We appreciate it so much that you listen to us every week. And um, we appreciate it even more, of course, if you spare us a little change mm. on Patreon, patreon.com stroke adrift. Last week, we were talking about how we were going to do um, our first vodcast for Patreon supporters soon. A yes, video we, podcast. we scheduled it, haven't we? We have scheduled yeah, it, yeah. In the diary, yeah. And... Um, I thought we, we do the podcast here in my loft. Mm. I thought we could go somewhere else for the oh, vodcast. What are you thinking? Well, maybe downstairs in a different room. Oh, okay, fine. Obviously not leaving your house still. Okay. Well, I tell you, tell you what I was just thinking, yeah. listening to you tell that story. Yeah. Could we not um, no. set up a camera on the dashboard no. of your car no. and then get for a drive? No, no it'd be too stressful for you. You wouldn't be able to speak because you'd be so nervous. <laughs> No. I think you could become a viral hit. Like, what was she called? The woman from Driving School. Oh, Maureen. Maureen from Driving School. No. You could be the no. Maureen for the new millennium. <laughs> Although I think that was this millennium, to be fair. And do we really need another one? No, <laughs> we don't. Um, anyway, if you would like to support the podcast, we uh, would like that also. You can go to patreon.com stroke adrift and just pledge a little bit of money every month, anything from one American dollar. So what's that, 75, 80p? Yeah, a month. Something like that. It's small. For all these podcasts we yeah. give to you. For free, really. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it will keep them going. It will. I mean, if enough people do it. Mm. At the moment, I don't quite see how it would stop my house from being repossessed. Oh, God. But... <laughs> okay. But enough. if enough yeah. people did it... We, need, we sort of need your house for this, really. Otherwise, where are we going to do it? In your car. In my car. <laughs> Uh, so support the podcast patreon.com stroke adrift adrift under your control with jeff lloyd and annabelle port my friend beth got free tickets to a play the other night so we went to that oh yeah good no interval what how long was it an hour but oh, an hour jeff. Yeah, i'm just saying this was a play that needed an interval well, after half an hour you're like oh, i need a break yeah really? i think they could still have just taken the hour that the play lasted for mm. and shaved a few minutes off either side right and still had an interval mm. in fact i think it would have been a relief to a lot of people if they'd stopped halfway through the play and said we were thinking we might just have an interval instead of finishing this off <laughs> Yeah. An interval of the end, yeah. right. Oh, God. <laughs> would anybody mind if none of these storylines resolve? <laughs> you go and get to have a drink. Right. I think a lot of people would have would have gone along with that. Oh. Anyway, um, the reason I mentioned this is as we were being, as, as we were being ushered in, mm. it was unallocated seating. Okay. Now, I'm a punctual person. You are very I, nice. Um, you know, I, I will often get somewhere early. So I got to this thing early and in we go. And the usher says, can you can you fill the ro- rows from the far ends, please? So in other words, the theatre is um, an aisle mm. with seats on either side of the aisle. Yep. And if you're at the far end, you're next to a wall. Okay. Uh, no, I don't like to be next to a wall. No. I like to be next to an aisle. Yeah, because of your bladder, right? Because of my bladder. Yeah. I mean, you can't really get up during a play, but I just can feel a bit claustrophobic. Oh, okay. I just want to sit in an yeah, aisle. Yeah. So she said, can you can you feel from the ends, please? I said, would you mind awfully if I sat on the aisle? Mm. She went, well, just the thing is, we've been told to fill from the edges. And if any latecomers come in, mm. then you'll have to stand up to let them through and it'll be disruptive. Mm. 
So I say, so is what you're saying to me that I'm being penalised for being on time? Yes. But if I was a latecomer, I could sit in one of the good seats. Yes, that's a good point. And she said, well, that, that's just how it is. Did you actually say that to yes. her? That's brave. Said, well, it's, yeah. But that's, that's not fair, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm the one exhibiting the good theatre etiquette by yeah. turning up for the play on time. Yeah, surely. Mm. But who's in the right? Mm. Who's in the wrong? Mm-hmm. I'll investigate it in this week's The Incident. <laughs> Have you ever done that thing of being in a cinema or a theatre where you're the only one there and before it starts, you have a little go on the stage? <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did that recently before, uh, before Trolls. I thought we should hear from the perspective of a performer on stage. This is Gavin Osborne. He's a singer-songwriter. See, that's a problem. I've got a problem with that because mm. that automatically makes me nervous. I think any situation where there's unallocated seating puts people's back up. You know, people don't know where to sit. From a performer's point of view, I mean, how how off-putting is the latecomer? Well, I I don't mind because I'm just delighted when anyone comes. But um, <laughs> but, but I know I've worked with plenty of people for whom they they have a strict policy on sort of um, no latecomers admitted. And what? I think at least at least then you know where you stand. Mm. So you know you might get, you might you should get theoretically get that information before the event so you turn up and go right i better be on time but i don't like the idea that the guy that just waltzes in 10 minutes after the show started gets a better seat than you no i don't i mean well why don't why don't i just go for a walk then why don't i just go for a walk go to the bar eat some peanuts drink a soft drink just saunter in when i feel like you wouldn't do you wouldn't do this at a dinner party situation for example you wouldn't go you know you wouldn't be like right I, i don't like the small talk at the start but I do like the starters, so I'll just well wander around outside for a minute, have a little peek through the window, and oh look, the prawn cocktail's out. Now I'm coming in. You know, I always so, feel as an audience member that I am invisible to the performer, but that's you know that's that's an idiocy on my part. I know. Do you get put off by people yawning, sleeping, drooling, eating crisps? Well, I get I get put off by by people uh, by people over singing. Um, I get <laughs> I get put off by people. I get put off by people all the time. I get very distracted. I had someone come up to me at a gig the other day who said, um, who said, you know, oh, well done, mate. I loved that. Absolutely loved that. Thank you so much. When are you coming back? And I and I, I looked at them stunned because I, I I looked at their. I could see their face throughout, and they looked. They were looking at their watch. They were they got out their phone, which audiences think is invisible, but of course it has a light on it which just basically lights their face up. And I could sort of see his level of disinterest throughout. So I was thinking, what has made him feel like he then needs to go up to me and, and praise me at the end? is baffling. Do you feel like we're on the losing side of the argument with this, though? I think phones out at shows and the, and the theatre even, that's just become the norm. I guess so. I mean, I, I, love, I love it when I get myself lost in a gig. Like when you're, when you're 18 or 19 and you go and see a gig and you have that sort of thrilling moment of going, God, I would rather be here than anywhere else. I don't get that so much anymore. <laughs> And uh, and I feel like sometimes I'm trying to force that feeling, you know, so I'll go down the front and think maybe I need to be at the front for this one, um, you know, and then I'm equally as uncomfortable there. You know, I, I, my <laughs> wife always likes the aisle in a cinema because yes. it's an easy and quick get out, yes. you know, um, and I, like, I, have a, I have the same problem when you go into a cinema and, you know, I get the cheap tickets with my kids on a Saturday morning and there's always quite often an empty cinema, except there's that VIP row, isn't there, with the sort of squishier, softer chairs. Mm. You know, and uh, I, I can't sit there, even though there's no one there. 
I've not paid for the VIP no, no. <laughs> Because the, the whole of society would come untangled very quickly if people started doing things like that. And it, it's, it's people like you and me, I think, keeping things intact and functioning by not sitting in those rows when we're not supposed to. I think so, yeah. Well, this podcast is definitely helping. There's a small army of us, but we're too polite to say anything, so nothing will ever change. (laughs) And Gavin has very kindly given me permission to play you a snippet of one of his songs. This is from his current album, Echo Bridge. This is Gavin Osborne and the comments section, and don't know enough about that. Dinner party, tucking into the wine Stuck in a conversation about Israel, Palestine I remember something Tony Benz said That should fit in fine If there's a God, he's not an estate agent Yeah, I'll pretend that's one of mine But after that big impression I'm now way out of my depth And there's no going back to chit-chat the guts to say don't know enough about that what's your opinion on the top rate of tax don't know enough don't know enough about that don't know enough don't know enough about that don't know enough don't know enough about that all the royal line of succession don't know enough don't know enough about that now there's an online petition about boycotting Nestle. I know that it's bad, but I don't know in what way. Something about baby formula passed its sell by date. Or is it forcing kids to drink breast milk for minimum wage? So I'll add my name to thousands, though I don't know the facts. And I'll sit down with my cup around, I'll eat my Kit Kat. Yeah, I'm sorry to say, I don't know enough about that. The homogenization of town centres. Don't know enough, don't know enough about that. Don't know enough, don't know enough about that. Fair enough. Is the Phantom Menace actually a misunderstood masterpiece? Uh, no. It's a stain on the otherwise impeccable legacy of George Lucas. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Later, when you go for a walk, you can take the show with you so that you're not left with your thoughts because we know what's going on there and it's just, it's, it's quite scary. You should probably consult a doctor or you should maybe get a dog and then walk with your dog or steal a dog, but just um, dogs can help you because they suck up your dangerous thoughts. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. I'm loath to talk about this on the podcast because it will undo a lot of hard work on my part because the person concerned will hear it. Oh, okay. So this is about my mother-in-law, Lynn Barron. Okay, right. Who you heard on last week's The Incident and uh, other times in in our history. Um, Anyway, she is somebody who is fascinated by the differences between American English and British English. Okay. So she'll... often just point something and help say what do you call that what do you, it's almost always the same right but you know if she if, if she finds out a minor difference like a duvet as opposed to a comforter she'll love to talk about it okay. and go on about it and okay. this is a big thing with her 
So we visited them last November in Chicago. And we'd, we'd gone to a playground with Jean and his little cousins, and there was a seesaw there. So I, I said to her, um, oh, do you, want, do, you want, um, do you want to go on the saucy? She said, what? I said, do, do you want to go on the saucy? She went, do, do you call that a saucy? I said, what, what do you mean? Are you kidding me? She said, we call it a seesaw. No, you didn't. I say, you never. Jeff. She says, seriously, in, in Britain, you call that a saucy? <laughs> so I say, yeah. And then I leave it because I don't want to over-egg the pudding. And then maybe a bit later in the holiday, we, we go to a playground again and oh, I mention the saucy. Oh, no. Okay. So I'd, I'd laid the groundwork. Right. So anyway, fast forward however many months it's been and they're all over here. <laughs> Long con. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're in the park. Oh no. And she says, Oh, there's there's that thing. You call it a saucy, don't you? And fortunately I remember that I've said that. Yeah. Said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um she said, Do you want to go on it? So we go on the saucy, and that's good fun. Yeah. And I think my my little my little joke is pay, paying dividends here. Yeah, yeah. She now thinks that we call a seesaw a saucy. And then we're over at this city farm a little later. Mm. And I'm I'm slightly off to one side and she's with Eugene and she's pointing to the different animals and she's saying, that's a sheep and that goes bar and that's a cow and that goes moo and that's a donkey and that goes haw-hee. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she's translated he or Oh, no. According to Seesaw. Oh, my God. Which is great, isn't it? It's amazing. And uh, I, um, I sidled up to her husband, Joe, and mentioned my... Uh, my my long term deception, but you still haven't told her. No, but now she's going to find out. Well, she oh, had to find out sooner yeah. or later, didn't she? And that was as good a place as any. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Hi. It's a show, and it's also a demeanor. All right, quandaries then. Mm. Glap Clinic, yep. Quandary Corner. Yep, yep. Quandary Clinic. Got another suggestion. Oh, go on. From Tan. Mm-hmm. I thought rules for fools, like tears for fears. Sounded like it would work as a segment title. Then I thought that calling the drifters fools might be a bit too harsh. That that was that's my mm, reaction as well. I sort yeah. of like it, and then I do I do like the idea of something with rules. Yeah. In the title, some kind of play on rules of engagement. I, was like, I just don't know. Mm, we'll, anyway. we'll keep working. Yeah, on it, keep working. On it. Okay, so the first one here is from Jay, and it's about advice on visiting a cafe. Now yes. you'll be good at this because you go to cafes a lot. Yes. She starts by saying. Is it okay to consume your own food that you've brought with you? Let me put this into context. I mean, just it's a, it's a straight up no, not... Okay, well okay. then listen to the story and then see if you think this is okay. Yeah. Last Sunday morning, I was visiting Brick Lane Market with my five-year-old daughter. Yeah. After we finished looking around the market, we dropped by one of those 24-hour bagel shops. As it was very cold outside, we popped into a Costa where I got a coffee and a hot chocolate for her. Having sat down, my daughter asked for her bagel and promptly started eating this. Now, as I was hungry, I thought I would take a bite of mine and put it back in the plastic bag with the rest. But it tasted so good, I kept taking bites every few minutes until it was gone, trying to hide the fact that this was clearly not purchased from Costa and trying not to look like we were having a picnic on their premises. (laughs) My question is, is it okay to eat some of your own food in a cafe under these circumstances? It just feels awkward and wrong to me. Let me know. It's awkward and wrong. Absolutely not. Oh, but I like the discreetness of it. That kind of little sort of... Oh, so it's okay if you break the rules as long as you do do it surreptitiously? Well, 
so I think it's okay for the daughter to have it. The daughter's yes. hungry. Yes, I agree. I agree. And shouldn't have to buy more food. No. And I think if you're discreetly, no. you've, got, you've got it in no. the bag. You're not taking it out, putting it on the no. table. You've got it in the bag. Show some self-control. You've got, <laughs> you've got it in the bag and you're discreetly taking it out. Quick, put it back in the bag again. Let me tell you something about me. Yeah. It's 2018. Yeah. I last had a drink on the 10th of January, 2001. Right. Do you know what I've had to do every day of my life since then? Yeah. Show a bit of restraint. Oh, gosh. That's what you need to do. It's unacceptable. Okay. But the consequences of you having a drink are far greater than Jay having a small bite of a bagel and a It's all part of the same thing. I don't have a drink because I become a messy person and I st- and then that has uh, a, a domino effect on society, right? Okay. She she may not feel like having a bite of a bagel in a Costa has a domino effect on society, but it does. It's all the same thing. A domino effect. The, you've, you've got to adhere to the rules. So why is it okay for the daughter to break the rules? Um, so because she doesn't, she, you know, she, she doesn't understand. How old was the daughter? Five. I mean, at, the, at seven, I would have a very different opinion. Okay. But five is borderline. You should be letting her eat the, the bagel, but saying... I want you to feel shame about doing this. <laughs> shame because... and food, good association. <laughs> yeah, especially with girls. It's not good behaviour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Well, seeing as you're the cafe expert, I'm going yeah, to agree yeah, with absolutely you. Absolutely not. Okay. Thin end of the wedge. Right, and then this is from Sam. I work in a school and often find myself following a colleague along the same route during the school day. Not the same colleague each time, just to clarify. Right. There are many doors along any given route. How many times should I thank them for holding the door? At every door, just at the first door, and then a smile thereafter. Any advice appreciated? Thanks, Sam. I feel this is an area we've been in before. Um, well, the one that we had before was the was the long corridor and coming towards yes. and when to acknowledge. The yes. whole d- doors and the thank you thing. So I think let is... me just think this through. Oh, thank you. Cheers. Right, you should say a firm, like... Audible thank you on the first one. Okay. The second one should be like something muttered. Okay, yeah, yeah, I agree. And then after that, <laughs> yeah. it's it's sort of a slightly pained smile. Okay. And in, in, the, in the smile, you're sort of acknowledging, we both know this is a bit weird, but I don't want to appear rude mm. by not thanking, but it would be over the top to utilise my vocal cords at this stage. And what about on the last one, just a raised eyebrow? Yeah. Okay, yeah, there we go. Exactly. Sorted. Yeah, or an uncomfortable laugh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. fine. Yeah, like that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good. I think that we got through those very quickly this mm, week, didn't mm, we? Mm. If you have any quandaries uh, where you need to know how to behave in any given situation, maybe you need this as um, as ammunition because a friend or a partner or a family member doesn't know how to behave. You know, we, we can say definitively what the acceptable behaviour is and then you can pass it on to them. Like a judgment. Handed on down, like it's like it's a Moses. You could be like Moses coming down the mountain yep. with a stone tablet. That is how much weight and authority mm. uh, this this carries. You can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Man and the Echo 
for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music during the incident. And advice this week was provided by the brilliant Gavin Osborne. Make sure uh, you investigate his music. It's really good. His most recent album is called Echo Bridge. Vince Lynch and Simon Wilcox are our announcers and made our idents. Patrick Gunning and Iwana Babu provided technical support. Kim Rainey made our artwork and Carla Gowlett took the photos. If you have a story you would like to share with us and your fellow drifters, you can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. And the same goes for any quandary you have, a social situation in which you need to know the rules. We will provide them. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Support our podcast. We love doing this. And if you enjoy listening to it, show us your support. Patreon.com stroke adrift. And just one more thing. Ballet. Adrift. Adrift. Ah, this is a familiar name. This comes from Lee Paul Brown, who says, Dear Jeff and Annabelle, greetings from Hong Kong. Greetings. Greetings. I wonder if you may remember me. I I do. I do know that name. Um, I've been an avid listener of your good selves for well over 12 years now. I remember being entertained when Jeff was on the breakfast slot on what was then Virgin Radio with Pete. Was that only 12 years ago? That was longer than that. Definitely. Yeah, so actually, actually we we finished just over 12 years ago. Didn't oh, we? okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, and then on Absolute Radio, on The Jeff Show and Home Time with Miss Port, I do believe that your show was the first podcast I actually subscribed to. I've not looked back since. I was talking to somebody about this the other day, so I think Mine and Pete's show was the first daily show to be podcast, mm. daily radio show. Yeah. So we used to be doing very well back in the podcast charts back then, mm. because if 10 people were listening to it, you were mm-hmm. number one. Right, yeah, yeah. How oh, I hanker for those days. Mm. Um, you may remember that 10 years ago, I also invited you both to my wedding in Hong Kong, which you kindly read out on one of your early publications. The invitation, if I remember correctly, was a quite traditional Hong Kong-style card. I guess I think I remember that, yeah. Anyways, I digress. I'm therefore hereby asking you for a podication dedicated to my wife and daughter, whom I love very much. Our wedding anniversary is on the 25th of February, and a week before that, I will have been in Hong Kong for 20 years, which is bittersweet, as I've been out of my hometown of... I don't know how to say this. It's on Anglesey. It looks like Beaumarie. But uh, I know sometimes with British place names that look French... You don't pronounce them oh. in a French way. Think of this place called Bewley. Look, that looks like Beaulieu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Beau- I, lo- I like the way you said it. So. Beaumarie. Yeah. And then you've got the whole Welsh aspect to be considered oh. if it's an Anglesey. Oh, I have, however, rather enjoyed the ride in Southeast Asia. My wife's name is Carol and my daughter Karis. May I also express my congratulations on to you on both being parents. Wonderful news. Much love, Lee Paul Brown. Well, Lee, that's a lot to celebrate. Mm, isn't it? Yeah. 20 years adrift. Yes. In Hong Kong. And then... Uh, honkers. Is that what they call it? Uh, didn't you know? I don't know if I did know yeah, that. Yeah, if you live there, you call it honkers. How do you I mean, know? I think maybe if you're an expat rather than if you're actually... <laughs> <laughs> Have you been there? Yeah, yeah, I've been there, yeah. Would I like it? Uh, yeah, why not? 
What was the um? Shall I tell you what you would like about it? Yes. So there are a lot of steep hills. Ooh, I'm not sure about that. Escalators in the street. What? Just escalators going up the hills. No steps, escalators. That's what I think you'd like about it. How did they not go rusty when it rains? They're covered. Wow. Yeah. Like a tube. In the street. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think you'd like that. I've got to go there. You think you want to go there now? Yeah. I mean, I really felt like by this stage, 2018, there would be travelators and escalators mm-hmm. everywhere. Hasn't quite worked out like that, has it? And there are other cultural aspects of Hong Kong, but that was the thing that I thought would sell it to you. Yeah. And I was right. <laughs> You're right, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I had to stifle a belch then. Thanks. Lee, thank you for sticking with us all this time. It's uh, it's really appreciated. I hope your wedding anniversary is great. And um, and I hope, you know, you, you should mark this. 20 years of doing anything. I don't think I've done anything for 20 years, short of like lived <laughs> no, me neither like there's nothing i've cons- i don't think that i can consistent no, i've not made a change which has lasted 20 years mm-hmm. yet i mean i'm hoping i mentioned my alcoholism before i'm hoping that lasts 20 years plus what how many years are you want at the moment 17 oh god so yeah you yeah, will make it to 20 yeah. i hope so yeah. one day at a time yeah, sorry sorry yeah <laughs> take that back <laughs> uh, excuse me um there we go it's the latest edition of the podcast, dedicated to Lee Paul Brown, celebrating 20 years in Hong Kong. And um, was it? do we think it's 10 years of marriage then, if it was 10 years since the wedding invitation? Roughly, yeah. Well, we think Let's so. say yes. Yes. Um, and if you would like a podication, email hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.